both of y'all actually did go through, I think, almost the entire visual novel in The Client. Um, I went through Demacia, and I think I made it through almost all of Noxus before I started skipping all of the dialogue, because it was so painfully terrible that I just couldn't... It was, like, offensive to my eyes. I felt like I was going to become a worse writer by (laughs) reading this, so I decided it was best to skip it. I will say, I did not get much further in the client either i um in preparation for this i went through and watched because john being the saint that he is but yeah found found some some videos of them um shout out to twister or twisted i think was the youtube channel name who who did that god bless him Uh, oh yeah (laughs) but yeah so i went through and watched those and uh that was oh god it's just a physical exertion man Okay. All right. Let's just let's just hop in here. Let's just sure. rip the bandaid off oh, mm-hmm. for the next hour <laughs> <laughs> by telling the same story we just heard <laughs> twice already. Uh, so this story opens with Lucia and Senna looking for reinforcements at Sentinel headquarters. They meet Rookie, who in this story is the player. You're making all the decisions for Rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're attacked by wraiths. Gwen rescues them. They find a World Stone and Wayfinder that let them quickly teleport to any other Sentinel base in the world. So they go to Damasia. Uh, here, the Sentinels meet Vane and encounter Viego at the Mage Seeker compound. Uh, Ruin Shivana pops up and fights them and buries them in rubble. Now, <laughs> did you did you watch that Necrot video when he talks, or was it Dinka K who said the 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 um most power part part well the most powerful part of Viego is that he's constantly throwing rocks at people. Yeah, I think that was Necrot. He's like just <laughs> stones just start to crumble. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You don't have to be afraid of Viego. You just have to be afraid of the landscape around him. Oh, I didn't catch that, but I did specifically keep a berry count. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. It's constant. It's constant. Yeah. Uh, so Gwen frees them from the rubble to go stop Viego. He's recovering his first fetter, which is a mirror. Um, tries to take the remaining fragment of Senna, but Gwen hides her in the mist. So Viego collapses the building around them, runs away. <laughs> Uh, Sentinels chase, but they're attacked by Shivana. They defeat her and recruit Vane. Uh, so, berry count one, Shivana burying them in rubble in front of the Mage Seeker compound. Berry count two, Viego collapsing the Mage Seeker compound on top of the Sentinels. I fucking forgot that two of them happened in the same chapter. Like, out in the, the same oh chapter. Oh my god. Uh, Vane has a quote here that says, never leave a monster alive. And we'll see how well she holds on to that. <laughs> when we recruit some other sentinels. Uh, so interestingly, <laughs> Senna has hesita- hesitation about recruiting Vane and Lucian vouches for her, unlike the cinematic where uh, Lucian has hesitations and Senna's like, nah, why? <laughs> why would you swap that? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, they, we got to make it different. Yeah. <laughs> Gwen has a line that says, ooh, I'm quivering with excitement. Okay. No comment. <laughs> No comment. Well, in his notes, he wrote, come on, guys. <laughs> there's so many other things you can do in excitement other than quiver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're not just going to pretend there's no connotation there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also find out that Vex is the reason there's actually mist everywhere. Like, Viego just sent Vex out to spread the mist. Yeah. Which Gross. is Which is kind of different than, I feel like, every other telling of the story where just like, Viego was supposed to have all this control over the mist, but in, in this, he was just like, hey, Vex, just go go do it so I can travel places fast. Vex is so... You know, I, I, I don't like Vex. I'll say it now. I, <laughs> Which is a damn shame, because I think outside of the context of this event, she's 
a really good idea for a champion. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it is really weird that he's got this toady just going around. Like he's dealing with like an actual teenager, right? It's like, I don't know. You right? Couldn't get Hecarim to go do this shit, man. I don't know. Whatever. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. I agree. An OP toady. An mm-hmm. OP teenage toady. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. She really doesn't serve any um, purpose. She could have been much more interesting than she was, but... I guess again they're just trying to get hype so people will buy her for the yeah. marketing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, should have been Hecarim. Should have been Hecarim. Fresh, something like that. Something they've already established. Sure. Get some Rune Terror. Get Ledros in here. I don't fucking know, man. Right. <laughs> uh, next stop is the Freljord. Immediately, Berry Count Number Three. They teleport to the Sentinel headquarters in the Freljord, and it is under a massive millennium-old snowdrift. So yep. they dig their way out. They see Olaf fighting some wraiths. Lucian recognizes him from the Bilgewater harrowing. That's going to be a one-sided recognition because Olaf will never acknowledge that he had any sort of history with Lucian. Yeah. Uh, o- Olaf fights Zet, fights Vex, Vex <laughs> and the Sentinels intervene before she can kill him because she was for sure gonna. Olaf's pissed, attacks the Sentinels, but they calm him down, search for Vex. They find her securing the next fetter. Uh, they decide to cause an avalanche to cut her off, which they didn't get buried by it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna count <laughs> starting an avalanche to bury someone as another bury count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vex uses her shadow to cause all the sentinels to just move at a snail's pace while she gets away. Strong as hell. Yeah. So she's gonna be OP when they release her too. And uh, sentinels recruit Olaf. Um. Also. <laughs> They have a line here that says, using her shadow as a sled, Vex slides down the glacier. That's so fun. Sure. <laughs> John had something nice to say. Yeah. yeah. I did write a note here that I wasn't sure what Vex's portal rules were, because I knew she could make portals, but I didn't understand when she could and when she couldn't, because there seemed to be a lot of times where she's, like, running instead of just <laughs> making a portal. <laughs> Like I think Riot also doesn't know how it works. So yeah, yeah I thought true. they had, <laughs> I thought they had something down because there was one point where like, um, Viego like I guess touches uh, her with his sword and like channels mist through her and it opens a portal. So I was like, okay, he needs the two of them in conjunction maybe. But then they ignore that later and she just starts popping <laughs> portals up. Obviously like after Viego's gone and she just opens up another portal like nah it's cool guys yeah. um, so I don't know what the rules are uh, also just quick thing Sentinel Olaf <laughs> <laughs> god damn it the fuck happened to your eye brah <laughs> yeah why does he have one eye <laughs> okay, so you were fine <laughs> spoilers I guess Ringo shows up later and he's got an eye back so obviously they just traded right <laughs> I didn't think about that. This is about the moment I realized um, that this event was really bad. Yes. <laughs> this is like... It was somewhere early on. And I it was because I they're trying to shove way too much comic relief in this. They're trying to make everything in this really funny. And it's not funny, first of all. And also, why are you trying to make it funny? 
God, I know. Tone is probably the biggest issue with this entire thing. Oh, the tone is so bad. They're trying to make Vex's comic relief. Olaf is funny. The rookie is funny. Well, they keep giving you dialogue options, and they're three troll, quote, funny answers. They're all shitty. I'm, like, trying to play this like a real person. Like, oh, I want to have, like, a serious conversation. No, I have to call you, like, a dumb fuck asshole if I want to progress the story. Yeah. That was my favorite dialogue option. <laughs> God. <laughs> or whatever it is. Everyone is comic relief except for, like, Lucian and Senna I think everyone else is supposed to be like funny yeah I I don't understand why they were trying this isn't fun this is a tragic horrible event right right and and let's be honest if you did want it to be funny you I, I obviously he probably doesn't still work there Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, maybe it was a contract thing. But you had the writer for Borderlands 2 on your team. <laughs> okay, John, I don't think he's still there anymore. <laughs> Get him back and have him write your funny stuff again. You know, Yeah, the humor wasn't good. Yeah, I was going to say, that actually highlights... It, it, you know, I know humor is a very subjective, you know, to one's taste type thing. Mm. But it's a it's very telling that all of the humor is, is very much relying on people being... Um, like completely unaware of the situation or the gravity of the situation or or almost just like raw like lowbrow humor right like you got like Olaf like Olaf farting is my go-to example right where it's like is that where we're at really this is you're trying to get a laugh <laughs> through this is this a happy madison production <laughs> what are we watching <laughs> don't insult happy Mad- <laughs> no 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 i exactly that's actually a really good comparison and yeah it's um it is bizarre it it might be cuz like i said Remember, remember where we were at with the ruination cinematic, right? That's your inciting incident. This is the 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 elevator pitch for your whole event, and the tone is very, like I said, serious. Stakes are high. Yeah, things are mm-hmm. going bad. The way it's been depicted. Remember, remember, kids, being in the mist is like being in hell, right? We learned that in the Hecarim episode. It's like hell smoke. It's covering the, the earth. It's 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 bizarre. I don't understand. I really want someone to explain to me what the creative decision was that drove this because it's it kills the whole thing. It's so it's so bad. The tone is just so terrible. Like imagine Guardians of the Galaxy if you had Star Lord and eight Draxes. Sure, it seemed like every other character in this in this was just Mm. like that guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know that comparison is actually a really apt one because I I get the sense that that's what they wanted right was like oh we're gonna get this bunch of misfits and it'll be you know it's this grand globe-trotting adventure right and, and and here's some humor to help relieve some of that tension um but when it's all humor there's no tension <laughs> it's a big fucking problem yeah and they didn't know how to write the characters who weren't supposed to be humorous like lucian's just mad all the time senna has zero personality gwen is just like girly they didn't really know Everyone has a one, <laughs> one a very word personality. One note, yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 ones who are not doing comedy like Irelia, I guess, is 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 almost like oh, a non. She's just boring. Yeah, she's just dour. Yeah, like she was like Senna, like Irelia and Senna. You could swap all her fucking lines. You'd never know. That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and we're only two uh, regions. In. I know. God. Okay. So now they teleport to Noxus. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Sentinel base is now a fighting arena. So they fight Draven and win, but are imprisoned anyway next to Riven. So they work together to ambush a guard and free themselves. Uh, and they all follow the mist to the Immortal Bastion, where they confront Viego, who's working on finding another fetter, a wine flagon. And then he escapes easily and leaves ruined Draven behind to fight the party. So they win and recruit Riven. Uh, 
fun little fact here. The party passes a statue of Mordekaiser on their way there. Who is also left out of this event. Uh, they also stumble accidentally on the doorsteps of the Black Rose, who have oh my god have secret shit. doors that will only open if you tell secrets, but they tell you how to open the door on the door. The I most guess. secret and powerful organization in Noxus that no one can infiltrate. Even Swain can't fucking find them. By the way, where the fuck is Swain? Who knows? He's a, having a drink really? with Garen and Jarvin. <laughs> so this other difference is one Darius day. is there too. Oh man. Uh, I get you can't include every character, but when you're trying to have like these big events happen in these locations, you can't just ignore the leaders there, the characters there, this this world that you've established. They've erased it. Yeah. Damasia was empty except for Vane and Shivana. They were the only two fucking people there for some reason. Absolutely. It's it, the world building is and a And the same problem. thing happened here. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it, um, so bad. I th- you know, it's 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 fine if you don't want to tell those stories or don't even want to give us that insight, but then you need to scale down the uh the scope of the story, right? Yeah. Keep it mm-hmm. in a single region. Mm-hmm. If like if you can't handle it, don't can't ha- handle the heat, don't step into the fucking kitchen. Man, it's so bizarre. <laughs> it is so bizarre to me that someone would look at this and not immediately raise that question of what's happening with the major players in these areas. This is something that's supposed to be like the Nox the, the Noxian like dueling arena is completely ruined. Right in, in the truth, in the ruination sense, what the fuck like that is something that would warrant a response from somebody. Draven, right? It, yes. You have characters also like Draven, who's got Darius is a ma- that's a very impactful relationship for both of them. So it makes no sense that we don't see Darius doing something to counteract that, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least give mm-hmm. us like the slightest. Again, six comics, right? And each one's a little one shot, just showing what's what the major players in that region are trying to do, just to help fill out the world a bit. Something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. yeah. Now, their next stop is Ionia, where they're immediately attacked by some corrupted environment. After fighting the mist, the party meets Aurelia. She's obviously not happy to see Riven. Drama. Oh. <laughs> uh, she takes the party to Karma, who lets them know Viego's heading here for another fetter, a silver flower. She tells him to take it to the Grove of the Ancients, where the Black Mist can't penetrate, she says. <laughs> uh <laughs> But then Wraiths attack and Karma flees into the grove with the party while Aurelia holds him at bay. Karma is now just kind of immediately overwhelmed with regret about not intervening during the Noxian invasion while Ionians died, just kind of out of nowhere. Uh, I think the Im- implication here is that she's her thoughts are being corrupted, um, you know, as opposed to being physically corrupted by Viego. Although I don't know what's corrupting her because they're in the grove at this point where the black mist can't penetrate that's a good question i have it on great authority uh (laughs) they all gotta stop using the word penetrate uh, (laughs) um so that causes viego's corruption to overcome her she flees with the fetter the party the party temporarily purifies her and reclaims the fetter and goes to the grove viego shows up he don't give a fair he, he, he doesn't give a fuck about black mist he's like i'm just gonna come in here and corrupt you myself uh, so he does, and then he also corrupts the land itself, and then just walks away with another fetter, like like it's nothing. And then mm-hmm. the group recruits Aurelia. Uh, there's lots of ten- talk of tendrils here. Uh, <laughs> a lot. Waters, Allowee's not even here. <laughs> I, water tendrils, vine tendrils, mm. uh, all trying to pull at the sentinels, and I'm fairly certain I've seen the sentai. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. 
I was just gonna say of all the regions, this one I hated the least. I think. <laughs> no one got buried. No one got no berry count. No, no one berry got count. buried. <laughs> they tried to pull them underwater, which would didn't have been, work. but it didn't work. It didn't work. I, I they're sh- okay. So one uh, point Necrit made that was really good, and why Viego doesn't work in this event is that they show him too much. And I, I think that was a big problem I had. It, every time I'd go to a new region, Viego kept popping up. And I'm like, aren't you the big bad? Get out of here. You're supposed to show up at the end. So I really... I, there's a lot that needs to be done to fix this. Um, yeah. But I think Viego constantly just appearing and being like, my wife, and then leaving. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I don't get it. Why does he keep appearing? Well, and he doesn't do anything. He could just slaughter all of them on the spot and stop their attempts to thwart him but he doesn't and then he just sits on a throne all the time get off your fucking ass Vieg I don't know now there's a lot to be said for like I I I mean at least in video games I do love when you start the game by Mm. fighting the end boss and then they they kick your ass like two seconds yeah, yeah they destroy you and then you fight him again at the end so you can track how much you've grown as a character like I love that yeah, but if I had to fight the end boss at every single city I went to for the duration of the game, and I lost every time, and then at the end, like I somehow beat him after losing, mm-hmm. I would that that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I hate it. I hated how much you saw Viego. It's, it really ruined the tension of it. Yeah, it's like if Jaws just was on the ship with them the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the shark's just constantly there. Like, the unknown is way more intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just flopping around it's a on really the boat. good. It's a really good point. It's an absolutely great point. <sighs> I think also it, it starts to really... God, even just like... Even as I was watching through it, it, it really starts to kind of like, oh, man. You can just start to see the, the repetition in what is happening in the events. And it, it starts to become a grind. Not even the grind to unlock the fucking story. Just like... We're going to go look for another fetter. Or, by the way, fetters are pieces of a soul. Yeah. I don't know if we ever said it. Those are horcruxes. They're horcruxes, yeah. <laughs> That's, their word. It's like, That's their word for I, it. I wonder if we're going to get it, right? I wonder if we're going to get away right? with this one. <laughs> this whole event was an MMO fetch quest where you don't successfully fetch anything. <laughs> God. It really fucking was. It was kind of similar to actually Harry Potter trying to get the horcruxes, if you've read the last book. <laughs> Just a slap together in bed. Mm. Man, it's been a minute since I've read that, but <laughs> but <laughs> but now our great heroes are off to Targon. So they show up to see the peak of Mount Targon shrouded in mist. They encounter Diana, who volunteers to guide them to the top, which they climb up very easily. Okay, can someone ex- <laughs> so Mount Targon? Like, isn't that like proof that you're worthy to be a god if you can climb Mount Targon? Something like that. It it is at least the most try like the most trying trial you've ever done. Yeah. So it, it's it's almost like they're all just like they all just like casually climb Mount Everest is kind of what it sounds like. Yes. As it, but but also the idea okay. that climbing Mount Everest also might give you god powers, right? Yeah, you might. You be might see it. ghosts right. from okay, your so from your actual past. It's like Silent Hill a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hated this so much. Like if you, they just took the biggest stinkiest shit on the Targon lore like like this was so fucking insulting to what Targon is supposed to be and represent 
I, oh, yeah, it it's rough. it's fucking insulting that they all just like casually climb up Mount Targon, which is this is sent as a punishment for people, isn't it? Yeah, it's a death sentence. Guarantee, death, this is literally a death sentence, and they're all just like, oh, Targon, and they just <laughs> climb up it, easy peasy. I, I only wore my sandals. You. That won't be a problem, will it? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, Gwen and her fucking little dread. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Uh, so, near the peak, they encounter Atreus fighting Viego for another fetter. So, Atreus is Pantheon, kind of, right? Yeah. So, okay. Viego ruins Atreus. Sure. Which reawakens Pantheon, who had kind of been within him. Uh, and Pantheon calls down an avalanche and traps the party in a cave with fallen rocks. <laughs> Berry count number five. Uh, Diana almost gives into the ruination here, just because... And but she meets two <sighs> Lunari who are hiding in the cave, and she is reinvigorated. And remember, she's the goddamn aspect of the fucking moon, and just clears the rocks away. Because of course, why she's wouldn't you a... clear the rocks away? You're a god. I was just gonna say, Diana's literally a goddess. She's literally a god. This is like a Relian soul being bothered by Viego. He wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I can, I can. The ruination of Pantheon and Atreus is one thing, and we can talk about that. Um, but the, the fact that, like, this is, for, for all that I'm aware, the first meeting we have of Diana and the Lunari is told here. Mm. That's a real fucking shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just really sad. Yeah. <laughs> huge fucking Especially problem. Especially since there's an implied off-screen re- reunion, given that she has... She has her sword back, which yeah. last yeah. we know Ophelios has. So, like, there's some sort mm-hmm. of the real the real reunion is just goddamn off screen, and then this so, is the I second mean, one, and it sucked. There was no reunion. They just didn't know exactly. that Diana didn't have her fucking blade. Exactly. They had ding, no ding, ding. whoever wrote this had no fucking idea that Ophelios had Diana's weapon. That's absolutely true. That is absolutely 100 percent true. Uh, I would read bet your money. own goddamn lore. That's big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a huge fucking problem. Aphelios isn't even an old champion. Right? <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of lore. Not, how do you not know his lore? Just check it out, man. Uh, <laughs> check out our episode. It's early on. Hey. Uh, <laughs> don't listen to this one, because we <laughs> really didn't like whatever you did. So they, uh, they get to the top. Diana fights Pantheon. Seems to handily beat him mm-hmm. uh viego obviously gets away with another fetter like it ain't no thing um and diana hang on is viego just waiting for them to get there and then showing up and grabbing the fetter just to like rub it in their face like why is it viego just does he not yeah it reminds me of <laughs> it reminds me of like uh god what's his name kamek from all the mario games the the mage who pops up oh. all the time and is like yeah <laughs> he just always shows up to cause shit I wish but he was like sitting happened. there waiting for you to get there how do and they... then he laughs at you and disappears <laughs> how do they all know where the fetters are and why are they going in the exact same order yeah is viego just following them to the fetters it's, it's a really big it doesn't make any sense it's a really big question because they establish in here as well that the mist seeks them out and can kind of like naturally know where they are there's a there's a scene later on where misfortune like hides one in her pocket and the mist, like, for some oh reason, can't God. figure it out. It doesn't know that, oh, it's just there in that fucking pocket. It doesn't know pockets exist? <laughs> right. You gotta put it in your nature's pocket, misfortune. That's your vagina. <laughs> the mist <laughs> would like, never search yeah. there. It would never search there. Look, I've seen that hint eye, right? <laughs> and if he can, like, if Diego can sense the fetters, like, 
he would get there before them. Like he's always going to anywhere they go, he's going to know because two of the fetters are in your party. Oh, so yeah. Uh, Maybe leave and, Senna and Gwen out of this. Maybe right? leave them and home. He moves faster than y'all do. <laughs> that, that was kind of Clearly. something I thought might have been going on. I was like, oh, we know that there's this weird connection, and you're bringing along essentially a homing beacon for the, the Shadow Isles. Like, why doesn't he just let you guys like follow you guys and let you do the work? But these assholes don't know which way they're going in the first place. That's another. That's a big problem for the whole thing too. Is that there's no really clear motivation. Like the Fetters just kind of falls on their lap. The idea of recruiting Sentinels. It's just kind of like, it feels just like busy work. Like, we don't really know what we're going to do, but we know that he wants these things and more guns helps. Yeah. So we're going to try doing this. And none of it matters And it's always anyway. a coincidence. Yes. They always get to a region and immediately bump into the fetter and the exact person they need to find. Yeah. That's a really big fucking problem, too. <sighs> yeah. Now, we're going to do a separate counter now. Uh, <laughs> God. Because the Sentinels have now recruited a goddess. Uh, so now we're going to count how many problems they should have been able to get out of by nature of having a goddess on their team <laughs> that's a yeah yeah Her, uh, she punches so, way above their weight class sorry oh yeah <laughs> uh, so now they find their way to Piltover and Zahn <laughs> my favorite area <laughs> alright so we're gonna find out that Piltover and Zahn they don't give a shit about the black mist do you wanna know why because they invented fans. That's just fucking dope. Okay, okay. I, ca- I cannot get over this. Uh, the Black Mists are the souls, right? Aren't they like ravenous souls? Yeah. It's not like literally fog. This isn't the fog. <laughs> it, they're liter- so does that mean that anytime you're fighting a soul, if Hecram comes at you, you could just grab a fucking Disney fan and wave it yep. at him and he'd blow away? <laughs> I don't fucking understand. How has Janna not ended this ruination? G- right? all, oh my god, that was Janna a really clear all the mists. Yeah, that was a really good suggestion. I saw someone post it was like, "Have Janna be protecting the city?" Because I know she's like a, a Zahn kind of goddess. It's like, oh yeah, ah. and then she she's on that power level where you could reasonably see her stopping it. Ruined Janna. I don't fucking know. Who came up with this? <laughs> Who was like Piltover was gonna have some big ass fans? And they're the only ones who have discovered fans. I, like I, I get it. Piltover's a technologically advanced place. It's I a think fan. other places have fans. Windmills were in medieval time. We figured out fans, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Do they know okay. I don't remember them explicitly saying fans. I thought they just said they had devices in the visual novel. Devices that blow the mist away. Yeah, they say the... blow away. That's the problem. Is it? It, it reads like yeah, like fans. Like a it's bunch just of a big fucking window fan. units. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anywho, so they make graves immediately. Uh, unfortunately, all the machines, I guess, simultaneously break, and now the mist comes in. Uh, just start find... going. <laughs> just start blowing at them. You're fine. Uh, they find another fetter, an antique parasol. Uh, Use the parasol to create a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Grave steals it, flees to Zahn. Uh, The party meets two more sentinels, Ada and Des, who lead them through the sewers. Um, Now, are these Legends of Runeterra cards? They are. In fact, I've got a little bit after this, but Legends of Runeterra introduces a slew of way cooler looking sentinels. They do. I wish it had been about them. That would have been so much better. It would have been so good. Actually, I have a hold on. Let me let me. Go In down. general, Legends of Ruterra is just doing so much better. Yeah, it's weird it's, with their it's, lore and stuff. It feels. I think I said this like last episode, maybe, but it kind of feels like they don't have as much attention from 
probably like marketing folks and things like that. So they're kind of given oh, more of a maybe. free reign. Or they're kind of given their own little space to play around in, and they seem to have their heads. I'm sure it's a smaller product too, right? You know, it's probably That's a lot true. easier to keep things more organized. Yeah. So they, uh, Ada and Death, bring them into the sewers um, because for some reason Zahn has been barricaded and trapped. So they meet Vex here, and they find out that Vex thinks that Viego is collecting all of these fetters just to make the world an awful place for her. Um, and she's, you know, edgelordy and emo, so she's like, <laughs> yeah, I want the world to be awful. That's great. Um, so Ada and Des kind of hold her off while the rest of the party looks for graves. Uh, they track him to a chemtech factory where there's a shootout that results in the building exploding. Um, they get buried in the rubble. Uh, it's so fucking dumb Uh, they survive but they encounter Vex again who has defeated Ada and Des and has taken the fetter Uh, Graves is intimidated into joining the Sentinels by Vane who's the only Sentinel he respects as she fired at him first in the factory Um, not my Graves but you know how you get uh, a fetter back from Graves you have your goddamn god take it away from him (laughs) Pluck the fetter out of his puny mortal hand so there's no shootout in a chemtech factory. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I was going to say, was he even intimidated into it? Because the reasons he gives are more like, oh, can't even make a living being a thief anymore. I got to... Which is kind of what it says on his skin lore. It's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. So weak. It's so, so fucking, dumb, weak, dude. fucking bad. <laughs> I hate it. Uh... Let's see. Oh, this is... God, this... It was at this point that I wished that I had been keeping a normie's counter on Vex. Oh, God, yeah. Man, she says that a lot. Oh, I don't think I noticed. I didn't get to a lot of her. In in one interaction, I counted her saying normie four times. Mm. That's at the the end of the... Uh, that's like at the end of the thing too it's like in the denouement of all of it (laughs) yeah it's really (laughs) i hate it i hate that a lot i will say (laughs) it's i don't understand what the thought process was there but mm, is a broken process oh she also has a line here that says i feel so lied to so depressed and not the good kind of depressed Mm. see she cool vex she she you know she could have been love. I will say, Vex, like I said, outside of this, as just a league champion, I think she's a lot of fun. And I think the idea is really strong. Um, oh, yeah. yeah I'm excited. I feel like I'm going to play the shit out of it. I'm excited yeah. to see her actual lore, because I'm imagining it's that she's very out of character here, just like fucking everybody else is. And she's probably more refined. <laughs> I would I would bet. I or mean, she will be. God, you'd fucking yeah. have to hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so the party now goes to Ixtal, where they immediately split. Fucking rookie move. Uh, Lucian and Rookie encounter Rengar, who's just getting destroyed by wraiths. Uh, The Sentinels rescue him, and he loses all confidence in himself and refuses to fight until the player tells a ridiculous story to re-inspire him. Uh, Lucian vents about his desire to protect Senna, and Thresh appears and offers a deal. Crucial information to defeat Viego in exchange for a fetter. In exchange for a jade mask in a temple, uh, Thresh tells him of an ancient sentinel artifact in Chirima with the power to revive fallen allies. Lucian doesn't believe him, but Thresh gets away with the mask anyway. Lucian tells Rookie not to tell anyone about the fuck up, and they recruit Vengar. So, uh, 
Man, there was a lot in this one. Uh, <laughs> From what I understand, Rengar is the most out of character of everybody. I don't really know Rengar very much, but they tried to like dumb him down here, right? Okay, now I have a thought here. Okay. I have a potentially unpopular opinion Ooh. about Rengar's characterization in this story. Okay. I am actually not too opposed to it. Uh, there's been a lot of Rengar hate. for. I feel like a lot of it is that they made him sound stupid. Um but to the to the Guardians of the Galaxy point, he <laughs> sounded way more to me like Drax, who is also a fearsome warrior. Uh, he's just naive and overly literal. Mm. Um, but that's kind of... Mm, okay. So a lot of the things that Rengar does here are played for laughs by the other characters. Like, the, the way that the other characters are interacting with him makes him sound way more stupid than the questions that he's asking. So, like, as an example, he asks a lot of things when he's fighting the Mist that we think are dumb because we've been following the Mist the whole time. As someone who has never heard of or experienced the Mist, he's asking a lot of really good hunter questions. <laughs> he's like, hey, uh, what is what do their droppings look like? What do we bait them with? I want to mount one of them. How do I do that? They're things that in any other case would be perfectly legitimate <laughs> questions that a hunter would ask if he was hunting prey, which seems stupid in this context. And especially all the characters are like, oh my God, this fucking dummy. But they're good questions. <laughs> I, I don't even think, so I don't, I don't necessarily agree, but I will say that that to me is not an example of him behaving in a dumb way. Because I completely agree. That's, those are absolutely the things you would expect him to ask. Because that's the way he understands hunting and, and prey. And he's just not encountered anything like this, right? That's all fine. I think it's a lot of the things that happen post, especially like post this, where a lot of the interactions become very much played for laughs and he's being played very much as just a big cat. Um, in the sense of like, ooh, pet me, but don't touch my back and don't touch my belly and don't touch my toes and stuff. I think the other issue with Rengar about like being depicted in this way is that, again, he, like so many others, is doing comic comedic relief duty, where if it was just him and there had been a lot more serious tension before this, it maybe would have landed a lot better, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have yeah. another quote from Rengar here, too, mm-hmm. when Thresh shows up and he's like, I know that smell. Deception. It's a predator's trick. Even fucking Rengar knows. Come on, Lucian. Uh, Lucian making a deal with Thresh is the most insulting and despicable thing the fact that it happens so quickly. This is another instance where if you wanted to have something like this, Lucian having to make a deal with Thresh could be a really interesting place to explore, but they have it happen in four fucking seconds because they don't have any room to explore anything in this event that they made. Seeing Lucian agonize over potentially making a deal with Thresh to beat a bigger bad is fascinating, but they don't do that. He's just into uh, like, okay. Yeah. This might be the worst I thing. You. This was the other it's thing that so I thought might be the horrendous. worst thing. It, oh, this was your yeah. I really, I really did not like this. I think the execute the execution is the biggest problem. But I think conceptually, you have to you got to really do a lot of work to make this work, and it could, yeah, and it could be really compelling. Yeah, um, but it is not done. It it border it starts to enter the realm, and I hate to use this term, but it starts to enter it starts to enter the realm of like almost character assassination. I don't like using that term because mm-hmm. I think it gets used way too much. Um, but this is pretty fucking bad. Uh, this is yeah, really hard to fucking stomach. Because <laughs> yeah. the the buildup of Thresh came out first, yes, and then Lucian. I think 
Oh, like in in like in yeah. Order, in the game. I think it was. Gosh, I don't remember. I remember they were really close. It was like one and then the other. I thought. Yeah, I think it was Thresh and then Lucian because you see Thresh's lantern in Lucian's you're right. Login yeah. screen yes. with his yeah. animation. Yeah. All of that and then all of that leading to Senna's release was so well done and so fucking cool. And it really just feels like this takes away from that a lot. I don't know. Yeah. That yeah. Been... Especially knowing what we know now about like the cost of this deal at the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Literally just undoing all of the years that you spent trying to get her out of that lantern. Like I guess I guess to me like getting to that end point where where thresh is like oh we've made this this deal i don't even i don't even understand really the impact of of them making that deal in that context because he always was gonna want somebody's soul he wants all the souls man there's never a point where thresh doesn't want to trap you in his lantern so what's the matter what (laughs) what does it matter that now he wants to trap you in his lantern he's always it's like his number one it's his mo right he's always doing that shit so here's what here's what my thought was, and I don't feel like it was ever expressly mentioned in the story, mm-hmm. but my impression was that the jade mask that they got from the temple um, wasn't a fetter. It was just something that Thresh was using as a focus to help absorb all of the black mist to give him all of that crazy strength he had by the end of the story. Like, maybe he needed that in order to actually absorb all the power so that, you know, by the time it came down to it at the end, now he's too strong to say no to. Mm -hmm. It's Well, I know there's a scene... This is the thing where I would have to go back and look at the... Because there's a scene that happens a little later on where he goes, and he does give a fetter to Viego, but I can't remember if it's the same one or if he gives him something else. Um, I assume he can't give him a fake, like... Vigo probably knows that it's a real thing, but I can't remember if it's if it's this or if he just happened to have another that he was kind of, you know, pulling in a little shenanigans with. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, because, I mean, honestly, it seems like he should probably be able to, I don't know, have a read on her soul fragments, too. She was in his lamp a while. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. That uh, would explain maybe how he got there and was able to operate sort of independently in this scene, but... <laughs> So another thing that happened right at the start of this story is uh, the story starts with Senna forcing Riven and Aurelia to work together, and she says they need to, quote, stop acting like petty school children, which is like, I don't know, maybe cool at Senna? They, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call a massacre of your yeah. children a petty yeah. <laughs> squabble. <laughs> yeah, that, was, yeah. That, that line rubbed me bad, too. Like, you just don't... I didn't even see that line. You don't understand the context of what's what's happening here. Like, she doesn't, right? And, and I guess you could try and argue that in-universe, she that's that's realistic. She doesn't really know the history. She just knows what she needs them to work together. But having one of them respond in that way would have been nice to help establish, like, no, yeah. this is a more serious thing. You need to understand. Uh. Whatever. <laughs> And now the party is going to move on to Bilgewater. <laughs> God, now you I, get to insult misfortune. I feel like every region we get to, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember what I really hated about this region. <laughs> and there's like, there's no region that doesn't have something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the party immediately meets Misfortune, who has another fetter, a brass bell. The party tells her about the importance of the bell, only to have her turn around and try to deal with Viego because Fuck the whole you. war, the power struggle with Gangplank, I could end it all today. Which, for the record, 
All right, I guess I guess you know about Gangplank off right. screen now. Right? Cool. This was <laughs> such a massive moment. This, Gangplank's return. This must be a ruined king throw thing. That in God, there. I hope it's a fucking ruined <laughs> king thing. Oh, I yeah. know. I will say too, like this, this, this is coming out. This episode's coming out before the ruined king game. I mean, we don't know when that's coming. Where out, so I yeah. assume there, or I hope that we're going to learn more about. I guess the um, Alawi Pike connection they have, and misfortune, and maybe we'll know more that we don't know now. Who knows? But this is but, this is before that game comes out, so mm-hmm. all these impressions yeah. are pre the Ruined King. Well, they released all of this before they released the Ruined King, it's true, so that's on them. That's yeah. on them. That's on our fucking fault. Uh, um, so the group convinces her to join them and give them the fetter if they can defeat Viego. Uh, group also encounters Pike on the way there, fighting with wraiths. Um, then they find Viego and, oh, who could have expected this? Misfortune turns on the party immediately and, uh, lets Viego ruin her on purpose. And then Viego leaves with the fetter Funky. after collapsing the warehouse on them <laughs> and knocking the wayfinder into the ocean. Uh, this is, this is Barry Count 7. Good God. Uh, Misfortune returns with her crew to finish off the party. And then Pike drags her into the ocean because list stuff and things. Uh, he eventually returns and brings the Wayfinder back so the party can teleport back, and he joins the party. Um, man, yeah, we mentioned it, but what a shitty way to reintroduce the Misfortune Gangplank <laughs> conflict uh, if you're going to bring it back. Um, also, I see, like, one of the other... Other than Rengar, I think another one of the big pieces of hate that a lot of the text gets is Pike's characterization. It was a very one-note, like... Um, List, list this, and yeah, it's like it's they're playing him for comedic purposes, Uh, right? Yeah, and yeah, you need, you know, what at this point, (laughs) they really needed some comic relief, you know, when (laughs) they got to Pike, so (laughs) it was getting too serious and dark, and they needed some comic relief, so (laughs) you know, that's Pike's purpose here. It was one of those things where, like, it if used in moderation, like, yeah, it would absolutely make sense, it's true to his character, you can make it work. But to do it as much as they did it and as nonsensically as it was done really ruined the shtick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it deflates a lot of Pike's menace when it's when when he is so easily manipulated, right? I don't know the details of how he works. I know that he is I think it's like the some of the, the beasts below drive a lot of what he does, right? And he he's not actually hunting for people on a list. It's more of a they tell him what to do. But the fact that someone can just come along and be like I'm not. I'm not Viego, or I'm not the guy. I didn't cut your line. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Did that guy? It's like I, it makes yeah, him come yeah. up like a blockhead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also weird that like misfortune just decided to uh, turn into GP. Hey. Uh, here's a quote from her. I intend to get the spoils. Um. <laughs> What a weird misfortune thing to yeah, say. No, I, I, we haven't even gotten a misfortune yet, but from everything we've seen, this is wildly out of character for her. And this mm. was probably coming right off the back of her rescuing Graves and TF from that sea witch mm, in that other yeah. cinematic. Like, where did all of this come from? Yeah. And she had just recently worked with Olaf and Lucian in the last Harrowing. Like, oh these aren't God, strangers. Yeah. Like, yes. these are all people that have worked very close with her. It was so fucking weird. Um, also, of all the characters, when the ruination ends, she's going to have some fucking explaining to do because <laughs> everybody else fought. 
Yeah. All of them fought. They were like, I don't want to be ruined. She was legit just like, nope, fuck all y'all. <laughs> Ruin me, bitch. Yeah. Ruin me, Viego. <laughs> God. <laughs> Shove that sword straight through me. Um, speaking of <laughs> speaking of Dinka K. <laughs> oh, no. Gosh damn. Yeah, it's it's a really big fucking problem, isn't it? Right. It it it's it's so funny that we have all these things about you haven't answered so many questions about the world, and now on top of that, you are starting to answer. You're starting to like answer questions that we we like. This needed so much more, right? It's like the Lucian thing where you could you could get her here, right? But that's like a whole almost event in and of itself, right? Burning burning yeah. tides part two would have to happen first to even get close <laughs> to this. Fuck me. Yeah. Does this count towards your Diana counter? Ooh, ooh, yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, because you know how you prevent uh, misfortune <laughs> from giving a fetter to someone? Um, you have your goddamn goddess take the fetter away from her. Yeah, you know what I love? So I was, I was watching through them, and I was looking at the stupid rookie responses, and one of them's like, one of them actually said, well, why don't we jump her? There's 10 of us and one of her, and I think Graves <laughs> is like, oh, but then we'd have 20 goons shooting at us. She always got people with her. And then that's what happens at the end anyway, and they just win, and everyone's fine. But man, <laughs> like, come on. Mm. Anyway, yeah, continue. Well, now we go to Sharima. So Senna's ready to attack the Shadow Isles, but Lucian wants to look for this gun that Thresh told him about because Thresh is a notoriously trustworthy foe. <laughs> uh, so Lucian and Rookie teleport to Sharima while the group sleeps, and they meet Akshan, who's trying to revive his mentor Shadya by killing the local warlord who killed her. Uh, when that doesn't work, they try to convince him to join the group, but he refuses and leaves to kill another warlord instead. Uh, so meanwhile, Ruin Draven and Karma are in a nearby town recovering a reed basket fetter, uh, and Lucian and the player Ambush Viego, who's apparently also here, uh, he's completely unaffected by their attack. And so bored that he does not even fight them back. He just summons wraiths to fight them. Of course, the, of course. He never does his own fighting in this fucking thing. Uh, the wraiths quickly overwhelm them and kill them. Uh, Akshan shows up, kills the wraiths, revives Lucian and Rookie, and rejoin, or joins them to honor Shadya's memory. I did specifically look to see how many wraiths there were to see if maybe they were buried by wraiths. But it doesn't seem like I wondered that. about that if that was going to get in there on a technicality. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the visual novel just has like two raids. I guess they were just really fucking were really like roided out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lucian's killed like eight million of these uh, things before. Yeah, they go through them like butter. Except for here. Except for here. Because mm -mm. yep. stuff and things. Yeah. Uh, so that's all, by, that's all in Sharima. Uh, and then Shadow Isles time. Uh, Sentinels go to the Shadow Isles to fight Viego. Uh, they meet a veteran Sentinel here who introduces them to Yorick, who offers them the last of the Waters of Life and the final Fetter, his Maiden of the Mist. Uh, the Sentinels sail to Viego's island, but Akshan has disappeared. The party attacks Viego while Gwen restrains him with Hallowed Mist. Uh, Ruined Ada and Desh show up and restrain Senna. V and restrain Senna. Viego stabs Gwen, kind of like in the cinematic, and she summons MF, Karma, Draven, and Shavana to hold off the party, while Vex creates a portal to Camivore and takes Senna Gwen and all the rest of the fetters through it. Uh, Lucian almost follows through the portal, but Senna says she needs to take care of it herself. Uh, sure. Rookie goes through the portal, though, before <laughs> it closes, and... Uh, Viego uses the fetters to resurrect Isolde, killing Senna Gwen and the Maiden in the process. Isolde is pissed at Viego. Uh, 
Akshan shows up. He apparently also snuck through the portal and kills Isolde, which revives Senna Gwen and the Maiden and weakens Viego. They attack again as a team and Gwen successfully binds him. Uh, they're trying to figure out how to get back and Vex is like, I got you. She's cool with the Sentinels now that Viego's gone. She doesn't really have anything against them. Uh, in the Shadow Isles, all the corrupted folk return to normal, but there's still lots of black mist, apparently. Uh, and that's when... Just get some fans. <laughs> get the AC guys well, that's out when here. Thre- <laughs> the HVAC teams. HVAC. <laughs> Man, return HVAC group making a killing. Uh, so... Thresh shows up, and it turns out he's been siphoning the Black Mist and is now unbound from the Shadow Isles. He demands retribution for freeing Senna's soul from the Lantern, uh, one soul willingly, or all their souls, if unwillingly. So, Rookie offers his soul, but right at the last minute, teleports away using the Wayfinder, and Lucian and Senna begin their next journey hunting Thresh. The end. Uh, Okay. I also have a few thoughts. Yeah. About I this. see that, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we haven't gotten to York yet. Yeah, um, they kind of throw them in at the end here. So they only a few drops remain of the blessed water. Uh, and I took the... And it's also said that he anoints each of the sentinels with a drip of water. There are 12 at this point <laughs> sentinels. <laughs> That is more than a few drops of water. He's got like a whole little Dixie cup that he ends up using. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a water and a fucking yeah, look, water look, gun. Look, for like Ringo and Pike, he's like, I ran out three sentinels ago. Uh, uh, he spits on him, just pretends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have a, I didn't have as big a problem with him like sharing his water. I know that in his in his short story, like he does have that internal conflict of like, oh, do I use the water to revive this person or? If I do, I'm immediately going to die. But kind of the whole reason he's been raising an army of the undead anyway is to kind of take on Viego anyhow. So, I mean, I could see him using the last of his water to, like, power this super army of people to that may actually have a chance of taking him down. Um, all the rest of the stuff was weird to me, though. <laughs> yeah. I think the the big issue with Yorick is that he is so... You remember way back at the start of all this when I said, hey, the, the Ruined King has established enemies and, and allies. Well, Yorick is very much an, an enemy, and it's kind of central to his character. I don't know. I, I, I vaguely remembered some of Yorick's lore. I, I brushed through his bio a little bit just to kind of rem- refresh. And yeah, it's like his driving motivation. Like you said, he's putting together an army of undead to... like. Like, he was on this ship before it was cool, right? He was doing this shit from the very start. And it's just so sad, I guess, that he uh, he gets no mention except at the very end when he's just a glorified... Like, he, he, he doesn't do... Like, he's obviously just... I don't know. They just they, they knew that people were going to be upset, right? I know, I think, Reeve, Riot Reeve, or whoever had commented about it. They were, they were aware, but this is like... This is not even throwing a bone, right? It's... It, it doesn't even come close to addressing, like, this is a very integral thing to this character. Wouldn't it have been so much more interesting if he had been, like, why why have him instead of Pike, right? <laughs> right? Like why, like, why not? Fuck it. Why the fuck is Pike here? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and in-universe, I, 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 I agree, yeah. If I'm sure he would give his water up if he thought that it was a good enough chance, but he 
doesn't really know these people. That's another big problem too. Is like he has no real context for. He, he hangs out with this old Sentinel guy, I guess, um, who looked pretty cool, by the way. That old Sentinel guy's design right. was pretty cool. Um, he's in the he's in Legends yeah. of Terror, right? He he's is. got an actual name or something, right? I, I, like I, I don't remember or that, some shit like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, so it, it it doesn't really make sense in like even in the context of like what's literally happening for him to be so willing, right? Again, everything just feels so rushed and condensed. Now, and this might also just be, this might be my ignorance of York too, so feel free to hop in the comments, but like, can he just give away the maiden? My understanding was that like, the maiden is like, someone who's hanging around waiting for the opportunity to just fucking kill him as soon as that water isn't around his neck anymore. Can he just be like, hey maiden, you go with them now, and she's like, oh, no, okay. Yeah. That's a, another good question, right? It, it It's an antagonist to him, and it's bizarre that it would kind of go along with the Sentinels, unless he had some way of controlling it, which I don't, as far as I know, he doesn't have. It's, it's um, yeah. it is strange. And then she comes back, and they're buddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that odd couple. <laughs> uh. I do love that Ada and Des get a very anime, nothing personal moment in this comic. It's oh, very yeah. cool where they're just like, <laughs> they're just like, whoop, 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 and all of a sudden they're behind Senna and <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, see, I kind of missed that, but yeah, you're right. Uh, I find it impossible. And this this is just a personal thing and maybe not related to the story at all. But when when. Senna was like, this is something I have to do myself. It is impossible for me to hear that without immediately thinking of that scene in Firefly. Where <laughs> John, everything reminds you of Firefly. <laughs> well, because everything is awesome like Firefly. Uh where where uh Mal is fighting that like massive dude and oh, yeah. Zoe's like me, yeah. Oh, this this is something Mal has to handle by himself. He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. They right? have to shoot him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Good, Isn't that like so times. so much of like a, a snappier little scene where it's kind of taking this this stupid cliche line and kind of throwing it on its head, and it's a lot of fun. But here, it's just played yeah. entirely straight. Mm-hmm. Ain't that a shame? It's um. <clears throat> so is that does that happen in the dialogue? Senna tells him that she has to do it herself. Yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, there's so much to complain about here, but throughout the whole thing, Senna and Lucian are fighting all the time because Lucian's like so worried Senna's gonna die again, and Senna's like, "Please, like, you're so annoying." Is kind of what I was getting from it, but this is a, a visual medium that they're doing. They literally call it a visual novel, so we won't need the dialogue. I hate the writing advice of show, don't tell, just being that generic, but this is an instance where why we don't need this dialogue exchange between the two of them. It's just bad storytelling. It's just yeah. another hit in the face of just really weak storytelling, I think which this whole thing was. I think some of that is is almost the, pro- the fault of the the method that they are telling it through. This weird visual mm. novel style yeah. absolutely does not work here, right? Because you are, oh, it's, you are yeah. overloaded with dialogue. It, it's overwhelmingly what you get. And it, man, talking about bad storytelling, it's just like, it is constantly just people explaining it, it, it's it's constant telling right there's no way you know what mm-hmm. i also love about it this is like so stupid that i like it is the way that there's like there's no no dynamism in any of the scenes because everyone's got their little cutouts and they're all just standing around and sometimes someone will like turn around and the thing does like a, a like a, a vertical flip <laughs> it's just this little tooty <laughs> thing that just t- looks the other way and you know hops along <laughs> it reminded so me that 
Did you guys ever watch the old He-Man, like the non-animated oh, no. ones? No. Oh, You're so man. old. Apparently. Well, never mind. <laughs> it's like adult. Sorry, <laughs> it's like a Aqua Teen Hunger Force is what made me oh think of. Oh my god! Of, it where they is. just like hop around and just the, the models just flip. It's just so funny. Uh, also, Isolde had a fucking savage line here after she came back to life, and Viego was like, do you feel nothing for me at all? And she's like, yes, I feel pity. <laughs> Stone cold. Listen, you're a really good friend, Viego. <laughs> I will say, of as much as I, I hate the visual novel the most but the ending i think here i might like the best partially because they get to actually have yeah. that interaction and also because there is a moment there's a little bit of a moment where after she has been absolved and she's dissipating where viego is like just trying to grab on to the the bits of her that are like dissolving away and i like that visual right and mm. i wish that was something we'd gotten in maybe like an absolution to kind of help you know, just just help. It's it's a little bit more of an uh, of a little emotional thing than just doing a, a Darth Vader. No, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, in this one, after the absolution, the characters specifically ask, uh, "How did that work?" <laughs> and then, oh Ak- my God, yeah. they do. Yeah. And Akshan's like, "Well, you see, Isolde technically killed you by pulling her soul from your body." Uh, first of all, she, no, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't do that. That was Viego again. Uh, also, if your event ends with a bunch of characters asking <laughs> how your event ended the way it did, maybe it wasn't a good ending. <laughs> yeah, everyone's alive. Everyone's fine, and no one, no one knows why. No one can explain the mechanics of it. They just the, are. The end of the event was just an Amumu. Uh, lore. <laughs> well, some <laughs> say that this was why the Absolver worked the way it did. <laughs> Imagine if Revenge of the Sith ended, <laughs> Star Wars Episode Six ended, and they were like, "Oh, how did the Emperor die?" Well, you see, <laughs> he Technically. just explains. How- <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I forgot uh, about that. That's pretty funny. Uh, such bad storytelling. Uh, another line I liked before Vex came out was um they're like oh no how are we gonna get back to the shadow isles and they're like oh well rookie could use the wayfinder like oh but then our friends would be trapped on the shadow isles like y'all you know the wayfinder can bring you back to the shadow isles right you literally just teleported to the shadow isles like yeah you may have to take a boat from where you landed to where you know you ended up but like that's like a few hours tops. Yeah. You can just come right back. <laughs> I had that exact same thought. My best thought was like, maybe they've been doing this for days. It's like days of travel into the island, but I don't remember. But yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> it's just uh, dumb. <laughs> yeah. The other the other thing that I wish I had kept track of for Vex was Try Hard. Try Hard and Normie yeah. were yeah, man, say. oh man. They show way too uh, like, way too much especially like i said here at the end this is the the climax the dramatic you know resolution to the whole thing please don't say try hard normie please just don't (laughs) uh another line here that really upset me when all the ruins champions are turning back into normal champions misfortune says not one of my proudest moments getting blackjacked by some royal corpse you did not get blackjacked you legitimately volunteered yourself 
I missed that she said that. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. That's fucked. I like how she so she gets stabbed by Viego, right? And then Pike drags her under the water and Pike just shows up and she's nowhere to be found. So we assume and he's got the thing that he went she's under good. for. She shows up and she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. Yeah. Everyone's she's fine. Good. You know what else is, was a really good point I had read it was like think about Pantheon, right? So you got Atreus who's the host, Pantheon who's the aspect, and the whole lore is that Atreus had like such a strong will he cast off Pantheon. And then he gets ruined and Pantheon's back. So in bet- so after Viego gets dealt with, we come back to a normal Atreus. So that means that he had to cast off Viego and then cast off Pantheon again. And it all just happened off screen. Don't worry about it. He's Imagine fine. being double possessed. <laughs> right? He's used to this shit. It's old hat. But that's kind of insulting that he can fight off Pantheon, but then is ruined immediately. Yeah, it's... It- Again, it's, you know, it, they, they hmm. wanted to ruin Pantheon skin, right? And so they don't really give yeah. a shit for the, the implications it has for what was... You know, I don't know a lot about Pantheon, but I thought the Atreus idea was actually really cool in his kind of rework. So... Mm. <sighs> Last line that I really didn't like from this is from our girl, Thane. When she sees Thresh. Oh, God. Gotta say, he's not bad looking. Much less monstery than I thought he'd be. She really just she really just bases it on appearance only. <laughs> I, uh... which makes me think she's just racist for attacking Senna. What was that? <laughs> it's fucking true, dude. Man, Vane would be racist. She would be. Oh, man. <laughs> she arguably kind of is. I don't know if you can like. That's true. No, you're right. I don't know. Um, yeah. Can we talk about Unbound Thresh for a second? <laughs> You bet we can. You know, I like the uh, Dinka's oh, like flesh is not thresh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's fucked. Uh, that made me so upset. <laughs> I hate it so much. With every soul the ruination seized, Thresh's lantern burned brighter. He had planned for this moment, after all, the chance to scour beyond the Shadow Isles. The mists reach so much greater than his own. Reaping all he had so meticulously sown, Thresh was at last unbound from the shackles of the Isles. He had forgotten how good it feels to have skin. I don't know. It's, you know, whatever, right? It's just, I, I understand that the idea of you've got to publish to regions and you, you have to change character designs to match regions. And maybe it's, you know, like Wild Rift, I think, was the big inciting thing for this, right? Because that's yeah. massively big in places where they don't want the original Thresh design. I understand that constraint, um, but come on, man! Like, you got to know that everyone is not everyone, but I am. They should know that me, Mark, is fucking tired <laughs> <laughs> of all these champions that look like this, motherfucker. Come on, like, please. I will say the cinematic made it better. Yeah, it was kind of cool. The, the in-game, like the model, for sure, um, made him look way more six packy where in this as this the cinematic made it definitely uh it didn't look like that anymore it looked like weird markings on his skin as opposed to like he looked like a monster in that one yeah but yeah the the in-game model is a little sexy i so i really like that cinematic but my biggest issue with it is that you could run that entire thing what's good about that cinematic has nothing really specific to thresh and i think you could absolutely run it with like with evelyn for example and what's good about that oh, cinematic yeah, yeah. will stay good. Um, mm-hmm. 
so like yeah he, he he the design also like i will say yeah is more more unique maybe in that cinematic but still right it being a good cinematic like doesn't absolve make <laughs> unbound yeah, yeah. <laughs> after it. um i do gotta say to get off my chest though while i do understand the frustration of all these six-pack anime boys coming out one after the other and i miss monstrous champions and i want more they've been doing that with female champions forever <laughs> oh <laughs> so no yeah i mean I- we have like two monster <laughs> girls and then like one kid and then there's some yordles but other than that all of them look the fucking same <laughs> i mean i think that's so. I, I i mean i would say that's i completely agree that that's a massive fucking yeah, problem. like that's why yeah. one of my frustrations when we had with like gwen was just like great cool yeah yeah like such yeah. potential cool but they definitely lost they used to have more variety when it comes to male champions um and they really obviously they haven't in a long time but yeah i i don't I, and you know i don't i don't mind a a normal good-looking human champion of course uh, not i just want variety man and i want things that yeah. are interesting you know yes things that are different yeah if you're including cinematic like in, if you're including lines in your cinematics about how few of your characters are wearing shirts. Mm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um I don't know if I could sit through the skin lore. John. I just have a few. <laughs> okay, okay. I was going to go over you, a few of the you ruined. Have so many. I did of write them. them all just okay. in case, but the sentinel ones for the most part follow the story we've already gone through, so there's okay. no real need to go through them. A few of the ruined one, a, a lot of the ruined ones actually they have like an actual behind-the-scenes shit <laughs> yeah. because yeah. we just show up and see a bunch of ruined champions. We don't actually get to see what happened. Um, so I'll do some ruined. Okay. Uh, ruined Draven, a showman. No matter the circumstance, Draven challenged Viego to a duel that the glorious executioner immediately lost, resulting in his ruination. Unlike his ruined brethren, little has changed about Draven, save for a white shock hair on his head and a slightly more vicious personality than usual. So again, he fought. Unlike some people, yeah. Uh, <laughs> ruined karma. Surviving the initial ruination of Ionia, uh. karma is ultimately lost during a second one led by Viego himself. With the spirit of Ionia itself removed from the continent, the Ionian people must band together to save one another, even as karma twists the souls of millions to a new horrific purpose. Jesus, Just scary as fuck. We but, miss a lot of that power. Yeah, where's yeah. that? Where's that tension? Where's all of that? Right. Right. Like, why would you even write that if you have no intention of following up on it, right? Mm-hmm. Just don't write it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, ruined Pantheon. The mist did not just subsume Atreus, but also resurrected the long-dead spirit of Pantheon, the aspect of war himself. With Atreus's stubborn defiance silenced, Pantheon can resume control and revel in battle once again. It doesn't matter to him whose banner he fights under. If that banner is the ruined king, so be it. Um... And then they have an ascended pantheon, oh, yeah. which I think is post-Runation. Uh, pantheon was defeated once, but with all of Runeterra on the line, now Atreus must defeat it himself. Seizing back control from the aspect of war, Atreus harnesses the celestial power of Targon itself, briefly becoming not just a vessel or an aspect, but something new, something immensely powerful and entirely his own. Hmm. Hmm. Wouldn't that have been a neat thing to have? Like, if he was ruined part of the way, <laughs> and then he got unruined and hung out. Like, he doesn't have to have be like super redeemed. Maybe that happens at the end. I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, okay, so real quick, before we move on from that, is that not conflicting with the idea? Because remember when we did like Aurelian Soul and a Pantheon got killed and Aurelian could feel these other sort of Pantheon hosts kind of ripple mm. with anger across the universe. Like they're more they're more complex than just a single sort of entity being was my understanding, right? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they don't give a shit about this though. Maybe. <laughs> like, oh my god, is that green is that green guy again? Uh no. Another jolly <laughs> green giant. Oh fuck. Uh, now we've got ruined misfortune. Misfortune thought that being the pirate queen of Bilgewater would be enough. Even with her revenge complete, Sarah now faced a new chaos with Bilgewater's factions vying for control. Diego's arrival offered her an opportunity to seize the strength needed to crush anyone beneath her heel, even if it came at a price. See, even this story doesn't even mention GP. It's like competing factions, which yeah. is what which we is thought. Fair. Like, yeah, and this is another thing that again could have worked if we got one of those mini comics or mini stories or something explaining Misfortune's thought process to allowing herself to succumb to the ruination. Because I, I find it insulting otherwise. Mm. <laughs> the quick way they did it in the client. Yep. All right. So Sentinel Pike may be the only Sentinel that is worth going through. <laughs> uh, Pike may seem an unlikely sentinel to take up the oath, <laughs> but Viego's name is next on his list. Pacified for now by the influence of uh, Nagakaboris, the real danger is that he might snap at any moment, killing allies and enemies alike. Where were those stakes? Right. Just tell him you're not on the list, you'll be fine. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll get more about that in Ruined King. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's, that's like Alawi's god, I guess, just to make that clear. That Nagakaboros. Oh, okay. Thank you. I didn't yeah. know. I don't know Pike's lore at all. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I would love it if Ada and Des would join the league. Hmm. Maybe of as legends. a single champion. Ooh, that would that be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. Oh, like ice climbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like uh, or like the Lost Vikings from uh, Heroes of uh, the Storm. I didn't play that. No, I didn't play Hots unfortunately oh it's one of the uh it's like a character that has like three independent characters and you mm. can control all three of them. oh that's interesting or like uh if you played dota 2 there was one that his ultimate every level in his ulti got he could split oh yeah i have what's that guy's name i don't play a lot of dota but i, I do remember i forget too he was like a like little meepo or something dude, like right? that i don't know meepo hey. that's the one <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our dota podcast soon <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Are, do we have any more lingering thoughts? I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know we've been really harsh, but uh, <laughs> it was pretty good overall. <laughs> no notes. I, I don't know. I, Plus. I've got a lot. I've got a lot. I, I just little things I, I want to make clear. Like the the, yeah, go. the 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 decisions in the client are meaningless, right? It's really frustrating. Oh, yeah. It's really frustrating to have these things put in front of you when you you ca- you cotton on really quick that oh this shit's not going to matter, right? There were times when I would select a certain dialogue option and I'm, and the, they would respond as if I selected a different dialogue option. Did you ever notice that? Yeah. yeah. It was pretty early on I caught that. I'm like, so that would have been the response no matter which of these three shitty options you gave me. Yeah. There was a choose your own adventure book where everything said, now turn the page. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's really frustrating. The whole rookie thing, <laughs> take it out. It was so bad. There was I posted to our Discord. There's like a, a line really early on where Lucian says, you know what? It doesn't matter what rookie thinks. It's like, yeah, that's pretty much it. We should have <laughs> yeah, known. Yeah, it's fucking true. 
it made sense in the Spirit Blossom event, which um, was much smaller and, and a bit more successful because it was just kind of cute and it was fine. Yeah. And it was set up the same. Like your yeah. decisions didn't matter there either, but I didn't they care kind of... because it wasn't impacting like a global... Yes, <laughs> you were building like relationships with characters yes. though. So it actually felt like you had... You were doing something. There were some lasting effects there, but not in this at all. Yeah, it's it's like why even you know d- don't waste my time, right? This this so much of this whole yeah. thing is just wasted time, right? Why give me these decisions Such when none of it? Time. We both know that they don't matter. Don't waste my time, right? And then on top of that, it's like the the initial grind uh, for people who didn't play it. The initial like uh. rate of unlocking this shit was insanely slow you know what i was thinking about this and riot was actually they were actually the hidden mvp because they knew how bad this shit was so like just make it so no one can ever get to it it's fine (laughs) no one will want to read this shit but yeah there is so much crap written for this whole fucking thing i don't know why they thought dumping so much like i know this is supposed to be a big event but like getting it, it just feels like it meanders so much it's just like bloviating to the truest sense of the word it's like it is a grind to even read through this shit, man. Fucking hate it. And it's not it's not giving you any information. You're just reading. That's why I started skipping it. And like I didn't think I would. I went through the whole Spirit Blossom event and I thought that was a little bit tedious, but it was fine. Yeah. But this one, I'm just constantly reading these lines that aren't progressing the story at all and aren't actually funny or interesting. They're not developing the characters. What even the fuck was it? And like I would I would go f- even further than not developing the characters. It is actively tearing away at bits of the characters that you have built. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's true. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Um, Feels like there's no, like, significant lasting impacts. Like, after the resolution of everything, we have no... None of the questions we had about the state of the world going in were answered, and we're left with more that are not answered. We have no... There's, it was so funny. There's a, there's a little rookie journal that runs alongside the in-client novel. And after you do Demacia, it's like, Demacia is safe for now. Is it? Because <laughs> it seems like it was pretty fucked up when I last saw it. I don't know. I guess it's right? fine, right? Who the fuck knows? You took care of Shivana. Shivana was the one ruined person there. Everyone else was like out. And can we just talk for a second about how they didn't even do that? Nah. They like temporarily knocked her out and left her there and she shows up again. She was fine. Who knows how many other people she killed in Demacia after you left. See, that's why right? you don't leave a monster alive. Vane's got the fucking... <laughs> I can't even finish the sentence. <laughs> Maybe if Jarvin wasn't having a fucking beer with his bestie. Yeah, man, something. you gotta bro out. You gotta bro out. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking the Sentinels, I think, come off as a really... They come off as like sloppy unprepared they're they're constantly going to these sentinel bases that have been paved over no one's there they just don't exist anymore and it makes you question like well they've been stopping harrowings they make mention of oh they've been stopping harrowings for thousands of years but at the same time people like uh, lucian and senna don't know that they can teleport which is a massive fucking (laughs) like boon to them they don't know about any of that shit till they show up there's no one there at the sentinel chops as far as i can tell in shirima there was action and uh Shadia were the only two ones in that whole space. It's 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 yeah. Like, I never really, never really understood what the Sentinels were in context of like their like their historical context. Yeah, it would have made a lot more sense if Lucian and Senna were just like we need to make a team yes. to fight Viego, and then they just created their own thing. Yeah, I know, I know they, I know they were an organization that you know 
like you know Senna and Lucian are Sentinels. I know it's a pre-existing organization, but it's fleshed out in such a weird and slapdash way. They've got this the the, the oath thing is weird, and they have this weird quasi. Yeah. They sometimes stand on rank. Sometimes they pull rank with each other, and sometimes it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it's like, where do you think we are? What do you think is happening right now that you can sit there and say to me like I'm Graves? I don't give a shit about any of this. I've said it. I've said as such. What does it matter that you're my commanding officer? This shit doesn't matter. There's 12 of us, man. Like, <laughs> it's it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Fucking. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah. I mean, we've seen the timeline of the harrowings. If if their whole thing is to stop ruination and harrowing and shit, like, why are they so bad at it? Yeah. The Bilgewater gets harrowed every year. Exactly. Yeah. Why does... I have no Yeah, idea. why is there not, like... You would think they would be some like an organization that was really like running very smoothly and was really up to date and really ready. Like ones that have been getting decades of practice against this type of thing. They should they, they don't have a system for sending out like an alarm to every everywhere. There's no hey, harrowing, <laughs> hit the you know you know you know what firefighters have is when there's a fire, there's an alarm <laughs> that goes off and all the firefighters go and fight the fire. Sentinels don't <laughs> the fucking beacons have that. are lit. God door calls for aid. <laughs> like literally like. that, please. Send a runner. I don't fucking know, but do something. It's oh man. Fuck me. It's it's like it's it's structured like an organization that was formed to deal with a hypothetical future threat mm-hmm. when that threat came, but then they passed through so much time without that threat coming that they just fell into disarray. But this threat comes all the time. Yeah. How did this, how did it get like this? It makes me think a little bit of like the, like Grey Wardens from like Dragon Age in that, you know, very similar organization, you know, people from all over stopping, you know, massive world ending things. And there's been a lot of time since the last one. So they've fallen into kind of disrepair and disorganization. Right. But this, but that's not the case in fucking Runeterra, man. That's not the case with the Sentinels. Yeah. <laughs> like he said, that shit happens every other fucking Monday. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we get new harrowing skins every year. <laughs> right, they haven't been keeping track. That's the real problem. They're not up to. They're not fucking patch. I think. Okay, so here's another thing. A big thing is like, so they go around and they recruit all these sentinels. But what impact does that actually have in the the resolution of this conflict? Right, across all Zero. three of the stories, it's nothing. It's nothing. They only needed you like needed two. Yeah, they only needed a few of them. Yeah. In the end, you didn't even need Akshan. You just needed his gun. <laughs> yeah, maybe you needed his sneakiness if you were going to get in through portals. I guess, but then just have higher Twitch. Twitch can be your newest. <laughs> Twitch would have been, been great. Mm. Uh, but yeah, exactly. It's like you know, think if you think about it, like when you like a heist movie, for example, where you're gathering up a crew. They've all got these special skills, and all those skills, yeah, in a well-written movie. You know, they come together in this perfect way <laughs> where everyone's doing their little thing, and it all works out. And you can't you can't succeed without those pieces in in your your machine. But in every single resolution, it always comes down to Cinna. Oh, Cinna, like in the comic, where it's just Cinna, right? And maybe we get it to Action and 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 Gwen and Rookie, I guess, in the visual novel. Even though the Rookie doesn't do anything either, so yeah, 
Yeah. It would have made a lot more sense if the new Sentinels they recruited were staying in their region to try to, like, keep the mist back. Sure. With their fans or whatever. God. Okay. So imagine you know, this. First thing they did was abandon their region as soon as they, they got just the power to immediately. Protect it. And what happens? <laughs> like, does everyone just become ruined? Like, it sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, imagine this, where, like, instead of just deciding which region to go to next, just, like, which chapter you get to read first, it's like, ooh, which region are you going to, are you going to help with all their individual little Sentinels and maybe... You know, the story can mm. still c- convalesce into the same end point, right? But at the very least, it feels, a, I don't know, maybe a little bit more meaningful when you're making these decisions. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I would have loved if you had to make decisions. Like, you <laughs> always have an option of two regions. You Even if you know which champion you're going to get from each of those regions, you choose one of them that you can rescue, the other one falls to ruination, oh, and that that's how good. you're determining the ruined champions that you that's have to fight at the end. That would be a lot of fun. You pick your team and you choose your enemy. You yeah. know what's you know what's also really telling? Because I was looking at all of the pre-release content, and in the event trailer, it was very telling to me that there's like nothing about how the event works. It's very vague. Like, ooh, deploy across Runeterra, and it shows like a little map thing as if there's like some sort of strategic element, and then the rest of it is just skins. <laughs> And it's like, oh, you bury the lead, huh? Like, really hide what this <laughs> actually is, man. Thank you for listening to us, bitch, for however long this ends up being. I've got a timestamp of two hours and 45 minutes <laughs> right now, so this will be fun. <laughs> we'll see what it gets edited down to. <laughs> I'm clearly not editing them both at the same time. I'm going to edit one and be like, all right, this is over an hour. It's a good time to end it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, hopefully Riot does a little bit better. Hopefully they learn some shit. If you want to do a marketing thing and sell skins, cool, do that. But don't taunt everyone with really cool lore and then do this because mm-hmm. it was really shitty. Yeah. Void event better be better. Oh my God. <sighs> Please do not fuck up a void event nope, like this. Man. I'll be so disappointed. Mm. All the sexy champions get void skins. Right. <laughs> Kogma gets like a six pack, like. <laughs> I was laughing at Unbound Kogma. Yeah, I saw an unbound uh, Twitch and it was just like a male model <laughs> and then like a rat head photoshopped on. <laughs> it's really fucking good. Shit, it's great. Uh, All right. And um, I think next week we'll be back at it with our with our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> so join us next week when we will talk about something much more fun and adorable, the revered inventor Heimerdinger. The ruined inventor Heimerdinger, man. <laughs>